Welcome to the One Drink with John podcast. Today is episode 40, The Other Side of the Aisle with Jessica Lemon. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thanks. 40. 40 I don't know podcasts. why I'm always so surprised by hearing the number, but... It is a lot. One it day it'll be like 240 and we'll be like, why were we shocked about 40? <laughs> <laughs> 40 is a good one. Uh, four is my favorite number. 40 is a nice round number. That's how old we um, are? Yeah, we're 40, not 45. Well, you're still 44, <laughs> apparently. But um, So, Jessica, what are we drinking today? Um, We are having... Well, you prepared it, but... I did. So, tell me if I've got this right. But we okay. are having a blend of Ticino and Four Sigma mushroom coffee. Is that right? Yes. So, we're making Ticino. We mentioned this in the last podcast, but we're big fans and I don't drink I don't do a lot of caffeine um, but yeah Ticino let's see what does it say it's an herbal coffee uh, this one was mocha and it tastes amazing but mm-hmm. it's just basically ground herbal coffee it's prebiotic caffeine free and acid free yes so basically it's caffeine free not decaf so the ingredients that they make it out of like chicory root and carob and those sorts of things naturally do not have caffeine. So whereas coffee, they take the caffeine out. This this just never had any. So, yeah. So it's nice when you want... It still tastes like a mocha, like a hot chocolate coffee drink. Um, Yeah, it does. But then you put a little bit of caffeine in it just for fun. Yeah, I put a little of that fancy mushroom coffee we got you. Nice. Just for fun, so... Just so we can think. Just so we can get through the podcast. (laughs) Got it. Especially since we're talking about... Um, politics today. So we wanted to talk a little bit about politics. Not that anybody's talking about politics in 2020 with no. presidential elections and, and things going on. But uh, it's almost a relief to talk about this instead of COVID 19, actually. Right. Like normally you'd be like, I don't want to talk about po- like politics. And now you're like, hey, let's talk about politics. Yeah. I'd re- in fact, I'd rather <laughs> talk about politics than COVID. Especially so. now that we know like the outcome of the election, I guess, sort of. I sure. Don't know. I think oh, at least wrapping up. half of us are like, oh, thank God. And the other right. half of us are like, crap. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's kind of how it goes, though. Yeah. So, Jess, I wanted to kind of start with um, what politics looked like when you were growing up. Um, like, do you remember watching a presidential election? I know you maybe oh at school vaguely. they talked about it a little bit. Yeah, um, vaguely. Because um, you had a different, definitely a different upbringing than totally I did. Totally different. Politics was a big part of yeah, our family. Yeah, so. yeah. We, I mean, I don't think we were just like against politics or anything. I don't remember going to like the polls with my parents or anything. I don't remember anybody talking to me about what it meant. I remember when I was really young, um, and it was, I think, Reagan and, is it Dukakis that ran against so. Reagan? Yeah, Who's the guy with the yeah, eyebrows? That's yeah, Dukakis, Dukakis, right? Dukakis, yes. <laughs> whatever I think grade, that was 84. Yeah, yeah, whatever grade I would have been in. I remember being very yeah. little. I remember hanging posters all over the house. Yeah. And I just was voting because I liked elephants better than donkeys was really right. my only <laughs> my only basis. Right. Right? Like would you rather be an elephant or would you rather be a jackass was like my big thing, which I didn't say the word jackass, but I thought I was yeah, rather you were clever. Only, so I mean all these Yeah, the so I made all these posters and I hung them all over the house and my mom <laughs> probably had no idea what to do with me. She's like, Okay, whatever. Um so, but I don't really remember being kind of revved up for it until my senior year. 
till I was, you know, 17 turning 18, and I would get to vote. That would 93, so I would get to vote that next year. In the 94 election. Yeah, in mm-hmm. the 94 election. So I remember being really learning how important that was and the history of voting, and, and our teacher was very, you know, vocal about telling us that, you know, it's a privilege to be able to vote and you have a voice and this is your first opportunity. So I remember being really excited by the next fall to go out and vote and that that was a really special thing. And I voted in every presidential election since. So that became something that was important to me later, but I didn't really grow up. So that was a teacher for me that really sure. what, instilled what that. What class in. did he teach or do you remember? It was some... Was it government or something? Yeah, or, it okay, was some generic... Know. You know, government Social class. studies or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, ours, um, our family, my dad and mom have been into politics a lot. Um, and he's always, you know, dad's big on history and American history and all that, too. So that was a big part. I was just remembering, though, that um, I do remember it was a funny uh, memory of my dad. We were watching the election, and it might have been in 84, um, I can't imagine I would have remembered 1980 being at five years old, but yeah. I remember watching the TV and they had, they were lighting up the states as Reagan won them and they were red lights. And back then they didn't have some fancy computers. And so they <laughs> actually had red light bulbs. That's so and awesome. I rem- and I remember dad laughing because whatever channel we were watching they ran out of red lights because reagan had won so many of the states that they ran out of light bulbs to light them up on their map and i just remember dad laughing i just thought that was that was a pretty funny thing so yeah but yeah we were we were definitely um definitely had a strong you know political ties with my parents you know that was always very important a bunch of you are named after presidents right that's true or president's wives sure or I Not guess, a bunch yeah, of I am you, John but Adams. My middle, yeah, my middle name is John, is <laughs> yeah. Adams. So John Adams. So and yeah. Jane's middle name is. Yeah, so Abigail she's Abigail Adams, Adams. right? Yeah. Was that it for the yeah. two of you? So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and we took a lot of trips to watch, um, or to do go to historical sites and things about the Revolutionary War, um, Cambridge mm-hmm. and stuff. But I remember we also did, and I don't know how old we were. Maybe I was like twelve or something. We had it must have been an election year. So we're all about politics. And we had a, a house election and Jane <laughs> ran against me. We oh, ran against course. each other for house <laughs> yep. manager. And uh, somehow I convinced my grandmother, even though she didn't live in the house, she lived next door to make the deciding vote. And so I won my first election. So that was kind of fun. By cheating. So what a shocker. I don't think I cheated, but whatever. I'm but sure I blurry. made some major campaign promises <laughs> about raking leaves and washing cars and things. Oh, man. And I put that over the top. That's so. great. Yeah, I never so really that, had any aspirations to go into politics. I never looked at president as like, oh, I want to go to the moon or I want to be a president or I want to, you know, I didn't. Like my goals were always like creative, artsy goals. I think politics were more of a background for my family. Sure. That's funny. Yeah. And, and even like in our family too, my, my dad would get pretty upset about it. Um, that's no, that's no mystery in our family. And so I, it sometimes I had kind of a negative view of politics and I kind of didn't want to follow it as much. It's just because my dad would be, you know, he'd find something they, you know, if a, a president was not the president he wanted, he would be upset about that and complain. Um, but I also had a little bit, of, I've also run some board, I was a board president 
for a condo association. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I had to run for that and I actually did call people to get votes and stuff. And so I've done a little bit of held office. Yeah. So I think I'm undefeated. Although I think Jane may have knocked me out of my house commissioner. It was house commissioner. (laughs) House commissioner. (laughs) House commissioner role, uh, for the incumbent year. So I only got a one, I was a one term house commissioner, (laughs) but, uh, But yeah, and so we've always, uh, you know, I've always voted in all the elections, uh, especially all the presidential elections. Sorry to interrupt. Good. I I just remember. Do you remember one election year they had a, or no? Maybe that was something we just did. I do remember my cousin and I having a a very heated debate over Pepsi versus Coke in the house, (laughs) and we were like, we had polls, and you had to vote, and we had a sheet. For everybody in the household, so we did subject our family to some political leanings. So. <laughs> yeah, they they had a big campaign about that, which was vote for Pepsi. Yeah, it was a I, huge. Okay, deal, so I'm so. not misremembering. I'm like, did we I just think do you that? Went, or was it? I think you could go. They'd have displays, and you could try one or the other and vote okay. for that. Um, I remember. I remember. I didn't do it, but I remember James did it. He was like, "Oh yeah, I drank one, but then I voted for Coke or something." I don't know. But there was. And I'm a bit of a waffler because really? I used to. Be firmly Team Pepsi, and really? later switch to Coke. Really? Yeah. So you've waffled a little bit. I have in your... <laughs> my political history, my voting history. Well, and I guess that can be true of sure. my actual voting too. I don't adhere to party lines. I vote my. I always tell people I vote my gut every time. Like, and of course, I think your head and your heart's all involved in that too. But sure, I try to weigh each election. Yeah, and you get the information. Best, yeah, you so, get the information about yeah. the candidate um, for what you. So know, sometimes then... I voted in somebody for one term, but I haven't voted them in for the second term. Or, I mean, I just don't, I just don't believe you should be held to this one thing. I mean, you've probably done believed things before that later on you're like, you know, that Absolutely. that doesn't really apply here anymore. From very serious topics to which soda you prefer. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Sure. So. Yeah, I think changing your mind, It's and I've got a couple different bullet points. I knew we'd kind of jump around like we usually do. But, yeah, I think changing your mind or being able to change your mind and, and that being okay, um, it makes a big difference. And one of the, the examples that I've heard recently is that Obama, when he was originally elected, um, I believe he was against uh, same-sex marriage. And that was kind of a big thing. And I, I don't know if he ran on the platform or whatever it was. But that was the way he was. Um, and then later on, he changed his mind and helped pass, you know, the historic... I don't even think I knew thing. that. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I think, and I, I don't know, I'll have to fact check this, but I believe the podcast I was listening to, they were had said um, that Joe Biden was actually the person as his vice president that helped him see the other side and change his mind. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, I mean, as a um, human being, you should be able to grow... And change. I'm remembering something, an interview from um, that a magazine did with Stephen King, and I read this many, many years ago. But the reporter said, "So you've stated, and I believe that he's atheist or something. So you've stated you're atheist." Um, and they asked a follow up question, and Stephen King said something to the effect of, "You can't expect to hold me to something I said ten years ago in a random interview." And I right. thought that was so great because nobody ever says that, right? They try to defend and dodge and try to make up a big reason. For, but do you need a reason other than just 
hey, I grew, I learned, and I'm just sure. not what I think anymore. Yeah. You got me. I screwed up. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I, I've definitely had that happen to me for, like, as an author to get a letter from somebody to tell me about typos in my book. I'm like, you got me. I'm human. I, right. I must have missed one. Oh, me darn. and the three editors that read it, we all missed something. But it's interesting that people want to hold you. Yeah, especially accountable for it, especially yeah. now in like cancel culture. Right, you know? they can go back on your Twitter feed yeah. and see that you had mm-hmm. liked somebody's tweet 14 years ago, or I don't know if Twitter was that long, but it's still like you're like, yeah, but I'm a different person now. Mm-hmm. And language especially changes, when you're by younger the way. too. So yeah, language changes as well. I heard um, a good podcast, uh, and I'll link it on on my show notes, but a Freakonomics podcast, and I forget the guy's name, but it's the. Uh, the owner CEO of Whole Foods, the guy that invented Whole Foods, and he had um, taken some controversial um, positions at different times on different things. And so Stephen Dubner on the podcast was asking him about things, and and the guy was like, you know, I'm actually not real comfortable with where this podcast is going. He said because I don't want to come on here and defend things I did 15, 20 years, said 15 or 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's how, that's not very helpful because that's not where the world is now. Sure. And it's not who I am. Yep. I mean, and you I can think of was, like, I thought that was really interesting. Specific beliefs or words or views that have changed radically mm-hmm. in a decade or a decade and a half. Absolutely. And so it's interesting to look back at books now that I've got seven years of writing under my belt there are things in those books that's like wow i probably wouldn't have said that or done that quite that way it's not as glaring as but i read an old book that was one of my favorite 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 books and some of the slang in it it was probably from 15 or 20 years ago some of the slang in it now we can't use and it wasn't (laughs) i mean it wasn't nefarious yeah but it's just you just can't you just it's not appropriate anymore and it and mm. it was something that everyone just glazed over you know 15 20 years ago so uh yeah that's very interesting to me but i think you have to allow room for that growth oh absolutely and things change i mean not too long ago you could smoke on an airplane and that was yeah, normal yeah. to do or in a hospital you know doctors would be <laughs> endorsing cigarette uh, you know, on ads and like yeah. now that would Good just, example. that would yeah. just be outrageous to us. We just wouldn't, you know, believe it, let alone if you go back far enough and they're giving people what Quicksilver and different things as, as medicinal, that's actually poisonous. Yeah. So, but yeah. yeah, the smoking thing, cause I mean, that's not that long ago that smoking wasn't that bad for you. And right. now it's like, we just know that, oh, it's, 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 you know, it causes cancer. So. I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, I was it they said in sorry. No good. <laughs> that movie, that movie Holiday that we watched, that I watched twice. Yes. And she was like, was "It's not like cigarettes have ever killed anybody." And he's like, "Actually, I think they have." <laughs> actually, I think that's completely opposite. Yeah. Right. Actually, I think that's exactly actually, what they, they do. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I was um, still on the changing your mind thing. Like, <clears throat> as far as healthcare goes, I've changed my mind on what I think. You know, like I was totally against socialized healthcare and all that. Um, but then I realized over the year, and it took quite a while, but, you know, just looking into it and then like with our, like me changing jobs at different times and having trouble getting healthcare or it's expensive, um, I realized mm-hmm. that that is kind of a, I don't like the way it holds people into a job. 
um, and people aren't able to maybe start their own business or maybe only work part-time for a job and start their business on the side uh, because they need health care for their family. And I think um, other countries do it differently, and I'm not saying one does it better. Nobody does it right perfectly. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, you know, the United States is different than Sweden or Netherlands or whatever. Uh, but I just think there's, you know, I definitely changed my mind on that. And I, I feel like we needed a little more help um, with that. It was interesting. I was listening to a, a podcast with Andrew Yang, who is a presidential candidate um, and should be on Biden's um, crew. What's the word? Biden's cabinet. There it is. Crew. Cabinet. I'm like, yeah, he's on <laughs> Biden's crew, man. Uh, but Andrew Yang was saying that uh, it's interesting how things are phrased because um, if, you know, and he, he spent a lot of time in Ohio and Iowa in small towns and talking to people in the Midwest to kind of get an idea of what was really going on and what was concerning people. But he had said, he's like, if I talked to, you know, any person in Ohio, I'd be like, hey, do you think that the drug prescription prices are, are, are high or too high? And if, I mean, everybody's going to say yes, right? Yeah. And do you think when somebody switches jobs or loses their job that they should have health care coverage? And they're like, well, of course. I mean, we all can agree on that. And then he would be like, well, do you want socialized medicine? And they're like, well, I'm totally against that. I'm like, well, that's kind of what that is. I just think in the United States and the West, when you put the word social in it or commun it's, it's, it's something that's like, oh, I'm totally against you that. You tie it to something else. Yeah. yeah. And the labeling of these things. And of course, with the news stations and people, you know, trying to clickbait you into to reading articles and things. Um, it just, I think it's very deceptive. Yes. Um, Cause it's even like Bernie Sanders. And again, I don't necessarily agree with Bernie or whatever, but it's like, he was such a socialist. He has all these socialist things. And I'm like, but what does that mean? Right. Yeah. Like you'd be like, Oh, it's right. we're going, you know, the country's sliding into socialism because we have a democratic president in the house or whatever. And you're like, well, what does that actually mean? Right. You know, where are we going? going and are the things that the government and governing bodies are the decisions they're making is that actually good or bad for us mm -hmm. so it, i don't know it's just so hard to, right. to label things and just we all like bring the, our bias into everything absolutely. and our history and what we know of things i know i got a lot of side eyes because i was in a direct sales company for six years almost right like mm -hmm. multi-level marketing direct sales and right. i cannot tell you how many questions i got about isn't this a pyramid scheme Right. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I'm no. just selling candles. And then I people. had to break down what a pyramid scheme was, you know, and what it, this is multi-level marketing. It's very different, but there's still that stigma remains sure. because people believe it is something that it's not. So like you with the healthcare situation, it's like once you walked in, in different shoes for a little while, then that suddenly was like, now, wait a minute, this doesn't work when you don't have a traditional nine to five job when you're self-employed this really doesn't work and that's one of the things that you and I had talked about before you left your full-time job it's like we had for years remember for years it was like well obviously you can't quit because we wouldn't have health insurance and right. we just had no idea what that would look right. like and we had it from one employer or the other like I don't know yeah. I don't know if we ever paid for health insurance you know not through the company we work for so that was a big step. I think too. we did very briefly when I quit waitressing and started at an actual, when I was temping, that's what it was. When I went mm. through a temp service, 
we somehow had to get. I, I remember right. having Cobra. <laughs> That's all I remember. Yeah, Cobra's the There was a gap somewhere, yeah. and I don't remember where it was, and I don't right. remember why, but for some reason, I had to carry Cobra that. Cobra at one Co- point. Yeah. yeah. At one or point, in for between a few months. jobs or something. Or the job, I think the job I had stopped carrying it. Yeah. Or something. So. Yeah. It was some special, but that's the only time that we right. ever had to do anything like that. But it is interesting. And if you've never, you know, if you've never used the Affordable Care Act or tried to get insurance on your own, you might not understand it. And I didn't understand it before. And as bad as, you know, the current president likes to say that the Obamacare or whatever was a you know, total disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and you hear that a lot. But then you're like, well, what what is that? What does that actually mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because we've had affordable health care through that basically because of that um for the last you know year and a half and we signed up again for next year and without that our it would be really expensive yeah to have health insurance um and we're even lucky because we're in good shape and we don't you know we don't have you know big medical problems right so yeah oh no we're fine (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, it's just interesting how, you know, your view on something when you're in the middle of it can really change. Yeah. And how that personal, you know, when it's happening to you or somebody you, you care about or know makes a big difference. So, but yeah, the um, kind of on the same vein, uh, but we're talking about, we've talked about this ourselves, you know, off air, of course, but the social media and how uh, we watched a great show called The Social Dilemma, and then we also listened to... Which is on Netflix. On Netflix, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, then Tristan Harris, who basically put the, the show, the movie together, um, was on a podcast with Joe Rogan, and we listened to that, and he kind of went more in-depth. And Tristan runs the... Is it Center for Humane Technology, or is it a have, have... Yeah, Center for Center Humane for, okay. Technology. And he just talked about you know, some of the, the downsides to social media and how there's, there's this confirmation bias and the way the algorithms are set up, you, you know, it's not nefariously done, but Facebook, YouTube, all that is profiting, profiting by selling advertising. And the longer you're on the social media, the longer you're on your phone, looking at social media, the, the more, you know, that's their whole goal, the more advertising they can sell. And it's, it's very weighed very much weighed in one direction. Um, I forget if he said it or somebody else mm-hmm. was like, and I think we said this the last podcast, so I'm probably repeating myself, but if you okay. can't fathom why anybody in their right mind, for example, would vote for Trump, or if you can't fathom why anybody in their right mind would vote for Biden, then you are a product of of social media feeding you only your point of view and that inability to be able to see from the other side's point of view rather than the lump everybody into these groups of like left and right liberal and versus conservative, super conservative yeah. or you know I'm a lot, I could say a lot of scathing things about each side because that's what that's the way it's pitted but if you right. really cannot get your head around that then you're very much a victim to this algorithm system that feeds you only what you want to hear, only the, you know, biased, you know, news media outlets telling you the things that are appealing to you. Right. And they said in The Social Dilemma that you could actually trade 
if you both pull up Facebook, you and your husband, you and your friend, you and your brother, whoever, and you trade phones, that what is on the other person's Facebook will probably not interest you at all because they're that vastly different. So whereas if it's television, we're all watching the same commercials, we're all watching the same shows on this channel. Right, so we're all seeing it from the yes. same perspective. We're all seeing the same Well, you have a different perspective, but you're seeing the same content. I mean, but we're seeing content. the same, exactly. Yeah, that. whereas on Facebook, you are not seeing the same content. They are picking, choosing, you know, they're cherry picking each of those news stories. And, and it's just narrowing our view of the world and keeping us from understanding where the other side is coming from. And that's the big thing that we're missing right. is that understanding. Yeah, because I think if we sit down, by the way, this Ticino tastes absolutely amazing. My gosh. It's very good. Yeah. I don't know what the creamer we put in there. It was good. Yeah. Anyways, oat milk creamer. Sorry, <laughs> I took aside, a sip and it was so good. That is an almond coconut milk creamer, actually. Almond coconut milk. It's Califia. Co- I don't know how to say that. I'll put it in the show Califia notes. Farms, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's very good. Amazing. But, um, yeah, so I, I just think... Um, Politics used to be kind of discussed at the at the tavern, you know, in the 1800s and stuff. And mm-hmm. so people would uh, actually they would vote there and they did, you know, they'd have some some drinks and they discuss things. That's the best way to talk about politics. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, I'm surprised that we're having a political <laughs> podcast and we're only drinking right? non-alcoholic On beverages. On the biggest drinking so. day of the year. It's the day That's before right. Thanksgiving here in yes. the U.S. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I just think if... If most people would sit down, you know, and obviously people are extreme on other ends on, you know, there's a small percentage of extremes on both ends, but I think most people, if we sat down and we would just have a normal conversation and try to see things from the other person's view, I think you, you may not agree at the end of the day, but you can kind of see why somebody, um, looks at things a different way. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I've been trying to do, um, is either listen to podcasts or watch YouTube videos or whatever about with content that I think I'm probably going to disagree with, mm-hmm. um, at least part of it, just to hear the other side, to try to see it from the other side, and then also to kind of check my own beliefs. Like, okay, well, this person actually knows more about this subject than I do. Maybe I should rethink my view on something. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think that with the algorithms algorithms the algorithms <laughs> and things close. on social media it just is so biased and it has that confirmation bias where you're just seeing the same thing over and yeah. over again and you don't get to actually have a conversation with somebody right with somebody see. who and we all can can have seen people who are on Facebook like we know these <clears> people <throat> in real life and then you see a Facebook post and you're like oh my god <laughs> like I, I have never heard them this opinionated about the, or this, you know, right. incensed about something right. because I think social media gives <laughs> you a bit of a place to hide. It does. Um, I have ever since I've been on social media, and this is probably just my personality thing anyway. Um, I really try to not share negative things. I yeah, try to be uplifting. I try to be fun and it you know unfortunately might be a little middle of the road but I just don't feel like it's a very good place to have that conversation um as you saw earlier 
I don't remember what topic it was, and it's probably best we don't bring it up, but you had said something like, does anybody understand why blah, blah, blah? And it was a very legitimate question, and you, everyone in your comments got in a oh, big right. fight about it, and then you right. had to delete it, because you're like, what happened? Yeah. I had to kill the feet. I had to delete the yeah. post on Facebook, because I had, mm-hmm. it was kind of interesting, but I had, there was three people that were kind of arguing, like two people were on one side against the other person, and I was, and I looked at these people, and like, I know them, I know who they are. But I'm like, you don't know each other. Like they don't like, you know, <laughs> right. it was somebody I used right. to work with, somebody I went to school with, and then somebody you I know now. knew. Yeah, I mm-hmm. knew recently. And I'm like, you guys don't have any idea who the other person is. And here yeah. you are yelling at each other. And it was yeah. just kind of a dumb, I don't know. I'm just like, well, and I had happen, a situation you know? in my Facebook group. I have a reader group um, ha- that happened like that. Mm-hmm. I said, um, which of these covers for when I was trying to choose, you know, one of my book covers, which one of these covers, which font do you like better? Which font do you like better? It seems like an easy thing. We can all be fighting. It doesn't, there's no fighting. You like A, you like B. It's not like one is, you know, it wasn't that radically different. But I thought, now going into that, I would have never imagined that somebody said something about the cover. Somebody else said the same negative thing about the cover. And then somebody else chimed in and said, I agree with everyone else on this feed. And I'm like, everyone else? There was like 35 comments and there were literally three people that said something negative. But the algorithms popped all those comments to the top because Mm. those got the most instant reaction, Uh whether you disagree or agree. And so that harmless post became this festering thing. And I had to do what you did, which was delete it. Right. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, you can't even... It's hard to have an opinion. So, you might it think is, social right? media is garbage. Everybody's negative. They're really not. Just keep in mind, it's like... It's like you've got the opposite of rose-colored glasses on. Right. You're seeing something because Facebook is arranging it so you see it that way. Right. And it leads to a lot of I don't miscommunication and confusion and anger. And it's just... It's not even real. Right. Yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah, I was thinking of the the post going around a while back with the blue dress and the was it yes, blue and perfect yellow example. Dress. And for some reason, perfect di- example. Different people. Could one was see. cream. One was blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what was really funny for us is literally, I thought it was like a trick. I was like, this is a trick. No, They're, one was like gold and white and one was like blue and black yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was like light blue uh-huh. and like gold. And I thought it was like a trick. I was like, okay, this is just a trick. They're showing a different one to different people. But you and I mm-hmm. literally could sit down at the same exact computer mm-hmm. screen or phone or whatever. And, yes. s- and it looked a little differently. Like I was like, it looks more blue. And you're like, no. Now I looks- saw it both ways. How right. interesting is that? Of course you did. I saw it both ways, but then after I saw it the second way, I couldn't go back and see it the first way. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's like so indicative of me. (laughs) Right. That does sound like you. Yeah, anyway. But but once you saw it the right way, which was blue, obviously. But But yeah, that's the perfect example. And I think that's happening with a lot of our posts where you just think, you know, my gosh, this person's an idiot. But that's not necessarily true. They're just being fed different information than you are. Yeah, it is interesting. It is so funny. Just like you said, um, I remember I was friends with somebody on Facebook recently and I, I knew who they were. And so I was like, oh, of course, I'll friend. But then like after seeing their posts and of course with Facebook, 
again, they're showing me the most controversial posts. And sometimes when you friend a new person, all you see is that person's post. Yeah. Which is really dumb because you're like, can't you just add them into my normal routine? Mm -hmm. But anyways. And so if I didn't know who this person was and if I didn't actually meet them in person, I'd be like, they're freaking crazy. (laughs) I'm like, they're absolutely crazy from the things that I'm being seen on Facebook. But also... In that same vein, though, I'm not seeing everything that person's posting on Facebook. No. I'm mm-hmm. only seeing the crazier things that they're posting on Facebook. Yeah. I'm not seeing the nice things they say about their kids and all this wishing well yep. and all this Merry Christmas or whatever it is. And interesting. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. interesting how you, you just see the controversial stuff because that's what's getting the likes and the clicks and the views. Well, we really so. don't know the answer to solving this. That's probably way off topic. That's another topic. But anyway, right. we have gone back and day. forth of... How do you stop feeding the machine versus how do you communicate? That's where everybody is. Sure. So as a business owner, you know, as as an author, and I have a new book out, how else can I communicate? I have to get to where the people are. So it's right. it's definitely. Uh, but I think awareness. Difficult. It is difficult. I think the awareness is the first thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm very glad to hear that the social dilemma movie. I forget how they like 25 or 50 million. Da- I'm making up these numbers, but I swear it was like 25 to 50 million. Eleventy trillion. Yeah, eleventy eleventy yeah. billion watches uh, the first yeah. month or whatever. But just a ton of people watched it, and I think the awareness because I'm much more aware now. Like when I'm on YouTube, I look and see because they suggest you know all these other videos, and I'm I've been seeing that they will suggest an app like a negative. Mm-hmm. view of the, the same thing and i'm like what at. and then yeah. sometimes i would click on that and now i realize that that's they're kind of planting me you know oh, yeah. to do that and so i'm like okay that's not really you know mm-hmm. as prevalent but it's just kind of interesting to be aware to kind of step back and see that oh you know and even with like friends of mine like okay i understand why this person believes all this because that's all they're seeing you know yep. and they're only seeing one side of things but it's interesting one other uh Thing I wanted to bring up one of my favorite ways to, uh, to 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 deal with politics is to watch like Saturday Night Live or the Colbert Report or it's not Colbert Report Colbert Late it's a, a late, late show with Stephen Colbert now or other yeah. other comedians yeah. um, I think that's that seems to be one of the best ways to deal with politics um, and even you know I don't always agree with with what's being as said as on the other side though correct to the other side I, I think all of them step way over the line at some right. point but i don't like people being like piled into groups sure. where people are just being like really mean about correct. it like i don't i think anybody should feel badly about the way they you know about their own personal views i mean as long as you're not like a psychopath or something <laughs> right 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 asterisk <laughs> there's an asterisk there, there. But... but yeah i agree that's that's been a fun way to get the news because watching the news is like oh right. my gosh well, it's interesting to watch like the presidential debates and then, oh man, I can't wait till Saturday Night Live yeah. does it on Saturday and we'd watch that the next day and it would just be, and I think <laughs> they're obviously leaning one way or the other, one way for sure, but uh, I think they did a pretty fair job of making pretty good fun of both oh people on both sides. Alec and Baldwin just, is more Trump than Trump will ever be. He's the Trumpiest Trump. It's so, <laughs> he does such a good job. He's so amazing. And I then, hope they still have him oh, on man. there just because. Well, and Jim Carrey as Biden, Biden was just fantastic. the smile. He's like, come on, Joe. Oh, my gosh. He looked oh, like him. He sounded just like him. <laughs> it was so perfect. But but I think that's a good, a really good thing. Because, again, even if you disagree with 
maybe what's being said, it's done in a lighthearted manner. Yeah. And so it's a little easier to see the person on the other side. Yeah. As being, <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> That's funny. But uh, yeah, one other note I have on here, it says, can't we all just get along? Mm. And I feel like that's kind of can't we? The, yeah. whole, the whole point of this. But, um, but again, watching The Social Dilemma, it kind of shows where it's kind of helping us be more divisive, mm-hmm. I guess. Does that make sense? Yep. I was going to say I've been reading um, Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle. I've Tolle. Heard it, I've heard I like it both Tolle. ways. I think it's Tolle. Tolle Eckhart Tolle, Tolle, who is this little German philosopher. I don't know. He's really... What is it? Yeah. He's great. He's really different. He and he hurts my brain a lot, but... I read it. I read his books. I read The Power of Now. I just blazed through that one. Now I'm reading A New Earth. That one is a bit of a slog. <laughs> <laughs> I I, re- I can literally read like a page and a half before bed, and then I can get up the next morning and reread part of the page that I read and not remember it or and recall not know what it. it was. Or, so I'm hoping some part of me is absorbing it. Anyway, he talks about the ego, the human ego that we all have, not just as in egotistical, but the ego. And I keep thinking when I see people dug in on a view and refusing to give up, it's because that their ego has aligned with that belief so much that we make it part of our identity. So the ego is always looking to define itself. So if something that you believe has become part of your identity, then you're going to be like from my cold dead hands. You will pry right. it away, right? Like, a part of my identity Absolutely. is that I'm a Mac user. So when I my doctor was like, yeah, you know, Mac computers throw out a lot more radiation than PCs. I was like, I don't... Baloney. I don't believe about that. About anything you're saying about like, that. That's fake news. But then <laughs> I had mentioned it to somebody else and she said, oh, didn't you know you can get like emf blockers like jackets necklaces no i didn't know that you mean there's a way around that but it was i was like just as an example that's sort of one way you can identify so deeply with something that was a good no that's i mean it's a superior product obviously yeah i mean that's what we're (laughs) recording this podcast on but no i i totally agree with you and that's a great example because if you didn't let your guard down and be like, okay, well, maybe there is some truth to this. And so just be like, this guy's a crazy, this is ridiculous. Uh-huh. I'm not going to believe this. There's no way. And I don't care. I'm not giving up my Mac. Right. Instead of saying, okay, well, let's say if, you know, seeing it from their perspective and be like, okay, if this is true, is there something that I can do to help yeah. that? And so. if it's not, please email us and right. set my mind at ease because, oh my gosh, I'm deep in with Apple products in this house. Yeah, I can see about six different <laughs> Apple products just from sitting here at the desk. So, but yeah, I, th- I feel like as I've read, um, and you can also watch Eckhart Tolle videos and get a little, which I've done too, to help me kind of understand where he's coming from. But that just struck me as you can see even other, you know, places that tend to get incredibly violent and have wars with each other. This is all egos fighting for this identity. When really it's just two opposing point of views, points of view. And what is an opposing point of view? It's you said something and I don't agree with it. And I don't, it's when you think of it in those basic terms, it's hard to get your head around why we would go to the mat over something just because you have a different opinion than I do. 
Right. It's very interesting. Now, if it right. infringes on somebody's rights, if it infringes sure, on somebody's course, well-being, that's a different. That's right. different. But I'm talking like the Pepsi Coke kind of. It's the arguments. same thing. It's, it's just like if I look at you and yeah. be like, "Oh, you like Pepsi?" You're like, "Well, you're a complete idiot. You're completely lost. You right. don't even know what you're talking about." Instead yeah. of going, "Oh, you just like it because it's less carbonated. It's a little sugar." Okay, well, it tastes a little different to you. So yeah. But if you don't see it from the perspective. But if you identify with it. You yeah, know. or if I'm like, you know. If I'm I've a got Coke, Pepsi paraphernalia and yeah, you've got a right, Coke right. ball cap. <laughs> yeah, and I've got an entire, <laughs> yeah. you know, basement full of Coke products. Right. That I'm like, no, I am Then a it's Coke part person. of your identity, it see? Is. It is. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with sports teams. I mean, it's the same yes, kind of that's thing. A good Obviously, everybody too. that roots for Michigan has got something wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go there. But again, I identify as a high state Buckeye. So that's deeply. Yes. entrenched in me and so when somebody says something you know go blue it's a little hard to hear so <laughs> but uh yeah <laughs> i i have done better though i don't you look do. at people that say that and think they're idiots anymore I, even though what is recently, that movie we watch um uh, no strings attached where he's he went to michigan yeah for college or Ashton Kutcher's character show. went turned and, it off and he's in that remember she's like She's like, I have this thing. You want to come with me? And he's like, What is it? And she's like, Oh, it's just this stupid thing. And it's her like her father's funeral. So he shows up at the funeral, in this bright yellow Michigan oh my God. sweatshirt. Yes. So me, so here's me. I politics and football were kind of the same in my family. I didn't grow up with like loving, loving Deep sports. Seated. I didn't yes. care. So I used to tell people <laughs> I'm an Ohio State fan by marriage. Then you cut to me watching that movie and i actually recoiled when i saw that sweatshirt I'm like where did that come from right. that came from you that came I from totally reinforced that 20, properly yeah, in your mind that came from 20 plus years, years of <laughs> indoctrination really but absolutely that and by the way um ohio state versus michigan game we have a huge party every year we have since the very year we met For since 1997 19... yeah, yeah. And this year, we're not having it. Right. And it's also... Because it doesn't been... exist. Yeah, it's... I mean, it will, but not <laughs> right. on the weekend. It's supposed it to be... It might not. It could get COVID yeah. canceled, it, but... It's supposed to exist yeah. on the Saturday Normally it's after the... Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's been scheduled on the Saturday after Thanksgiving for yeah. years and years. And so what and... are we going to do when we're not making Jello shots on... I mean, Friday I'm just going to have to do 100 jello shots myself. <laughs> no. I don't know. Well, maybe not. Maybe My brother not. said, he was actually like, you guys need to at least make one box. I'm like, yeah, right. we probably should. We'll have to have everybody quarantine at their own house Aww, with their own box. True. And then we'll just do like a video or clip of jello shots as yeah. we do it. So. Perfect idea. But <laughs> I don't know how we got off track there, I but know. I love it. Sorry. I love it. Just something I, I thought it. of, yeah. But yeah, just kind of along the same thing, just choosing one thing that I've tried to do and I really would like to encourage other people to do is is not just choose the party line like, OK, you know, Republican, you know, this person's Republican. So everything they say is great. Uh, and this is a Republican platform and I agree with everything. Well, I, that's not necessarily real life. Um, I, I think we need to look. Kind of like we're talking about the socialism thing or the you know healthcare thing or whatever. It's like, well, what does that mean? Does that label mean? And because it's meant in different things at different correct. times. And it does change. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, just so kind of digging down and trying to find what the actual best answer is for whatever's involved, as opposed to just be going, okay, this person is a Democrat or Republican, whatever, and they mm-hmm. disagree with me, and so I'm not going to you know look at that. And at you all, know what so. we don't look for because. 
it's harder to do, it takes a lot more effort, is we don't look for what we have in common with the quote-unquote other side. Mm -hmm. What do we have in common? You know, it's like that Sting song, The Russians Love Their Children Too, right? Oh, what a great song. Yeah. It's so So true. It's that, where are our commonalities? Most of us are the same. Yeah. That's, wow, that's a great, that was great. Good job. Thanks. Did you write that down already, or you just pulled that out of thin air? That's no. I just always loved that song because I was like, it made me see the other side. I've always kind of seen both sides. I think that it's um, it's a gift that, you have for it sure. Is, I it think is, so. and I think it helps in what I do because mm-hmm. as a romance writer, the couple doesn't meet each other in chapter one, and it's over in chapter two. They have to each adhere to their different points of view. And kind of overlook that they're different at first, battle it out, and then kind of go back to their respective corners when they break up, and then overcome and learn something by the end. So I am forced, by because I write, uh, all of my books, I think, are all dual point of view. So I write from his perspective, and I write from her perspective, and I have to be able to get into their head and justify why they believe this or that from their point of view. So. No, I think, and yeah, you've always been really good at that. Um, and Thanks. even like little stories you've told me about when you're growing up in mm-hmm. school, how you like, you know, somebody was being treated poorly. Well, why? They're just a nice person. And so I think you're, yeah. you have a lot of empathy, which I think is a great quality to have. So. Thanks. But yeah, just kind of wrapping this up, um, I wanted to kind of give everybody some hope because what well, was two parts, hope and not, and looking forward, not backwards. Um, and I think, it's easy to with politics the different taglines and things it's like okay you know we want to do this because we've always done that and i just always cringe when i hear that um because again we thought smoking was healthy for you and is endorsed by doctors not that long ago so it's things... the story of the roast right yeah. the oh yeah the story i always love that the granddaughter asks her mother like why do you cut the ends off the roast before you put them in the oven? And she said, well, because that's the way my mother always did it. And so she went to her grandmother and said, Grandma, why did you cut both ends off the roast before you put it in the oven? And she said, well, that's the way my mother always did it. And then she went to her great-grandmother and said, great-grandmother, why do you always cut the ends off the roast before you bake it? And the great-grandmother said, because my pan was too small. (laughs) Right. It wouldn't fit in the pan if I didn't. If I didn't cut the ends off. (laughs) So sometimes tradition is nothing more than failing to look back and ask, why did we do this and can we be doing something better? Right. And in fact, I think changing your mind is... Actually, you know, we get different information. The coronavirus is a very good example, even though we weren't going to bring that up. But the science has changed because it was a brand new thing. You know, yeah. this this is the way it was transmitted. Like, and so, and that's what science is. Science is changing and, you know, using theories and trying to prove theories mm-hmm. and getting new information and changing your changing your plans. I mean, it, you know, back in the day, they thought the earth was flat. Well, I guess some people do still. Mm-hmm. But the, and, I mean, they used to do lobotomies, right? Right. Medical so, right. doctors would, oh my gosh. Right. Now we're like, uh, that's a bad idea. Right. So, I <laughs> so. mean, I'm sure there's things that we're doing right now that in, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, we'll just be like, well, that was not the, you know, that doesn't make any sense right. in a different context. So. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I just think looking forward to what's the best thing going forward as opposed to holding on to these old traditions. And you talked about the ego. Yeah. And it, didn't you say that the ego or... It always you, seeks identity. Yeah. And mm-hmm. isn't it holding on to the old stuff? It's usually? holding on to anything okay. it can get its hands on from what I'm understanding. It really needs an identity and it doesn't mind if that identity is positive or if that identity is negative. As long as it defines... As long as it defines itself. Sure. Because if you stop paying attention to your ego, it's the death of the ego. So it kind of fights you. Right. Yeah. Trying to keep itself alive. I know. It's all very like, I don't know, just such a strange thing to talk about. Yeah, I know. Because you can't, it's very intangible. (laughs) That's the word. Yeah. Yeah. That is tough. So, well, to wrap up the other side of the aisle um, podcast, also... All the, all the things we brought up from the teaching note to the YouTube videos and stuff, I'll put uh, links to all that in the show notes at onedrinkwithjohn.com. But I just think, in closing, I just wanted to, to kind of ask everybody to just kind of, you know, like the title is, just reach out to the other side of the aisle and, and just kind of understand what you're seeing on social media might not be the reality and just have a conversation with somebody. Maybe have, you know, now granted, this these days it's six feet away yeah or on zoom but just have a conversation and try to see things from other people's perspective from theirs yeah look for what so. you have in common anything else jessica you want to want to mention before we wrap up um we love you guys have a safe and healthy thanksgiving i know it's going to be hard this year because it's going to be very different our thanksgiving's going to look very different right. as well and we're missing our families uh very much so when you're reaching out to those people that <laughs> absolutely you know you want to talk to, make sure you at least pick up the phone or have a FaceTime conversation. Pick up with the Zoom grandma. or do something. Pick up the Zoom. <laughs> yeah. So, well, Jessica, thanks again for having this great conversation with you. We love everybody out there, and have a great day. Cheers. <laughs>